Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to IndyCar Weekly. I am Indy Star Motorsports insider Jim Aiello, and I am joined by Andretti Autosport and U.S. Air Force driver uh, Connor Daly, as always. Connor, Hello. coming off of uh, your best finish at the Indianapolis 500, I know we're going to get into some other stuff, but I just want to see how you're feeling. I mean, I, I think everybody was seemed, from the outside, pretty happy for you finishing 10th, but you were a little bit more upset about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we we uh, we were in a position to, you know, be in that that lead group, and we were, you know, we had we had worked our way there, and realistically, Alex, I mean, I didn't really see a lot of people passing anyone, but uh, but Alex was Alex obviously was, and then I was like, well, I should be able to, and and we did, you know, slowly like got by Jones, Piggott, um, you know, Bourdais. Uh, and, and a couple times in the pits, we, we lost a little bit of time, um, and, and had to pass Marcus Erickson a couple times, but we were able to do that, which is really cool. And, and it felt like we had a fighting chance. And when I, when I got onto the tail of the lead, lead pack with like Carpenter and, um, and Pagano and those guys, and I was like, you know, we weren't losing any ground. Alex was really fast and he, I think was able to go uh, he was able to get better runs than i was and i don't i don't really know how I, well i think i know how because i know his setup but um but yeah it was you know it, it was it was just fun to be there but we found you know we found it a bit of an issue in our gearbox for the last restart just yeah. you know just a small just something small first to second gear that really just really held us up um so that was a shame but you know these things happen obviously after after a long red flag period and stuff like that you know nothing there's a huge, huge area for things to go wrong after a red flag. I mean, everything is so hot. Everything's been running, and then you shut it down. And right. And you expect it to get it going again. So uh, that's really, really tough. But you know what? We you know, we still had the best month, obviously, by a long way of my career. Um, and in no way were we ever running, you know, in the back. We were always at the front and always going forward. And that's, you know, something that I think we can be really proud of. Okay. Well, we're going to ask you more about that. I want to actually, I think a lot of people, we got a lot of questions from, from fans, which is awesome. I think this is the biggest response we've got from, from uh, IndyCar Weekly followers. Nice. Um, we've got like three pages worth of questions from fans. So really Yikes. appreciate you guys participating and we'll get to most of them or if not all of them. Um, we'll talk a little bit about your Indy 500. You said you've been able to watch some of the broadcasts, all the broadcasts. I don't know what you've been able to see in terms of other guys. Uh, you know what? I have not watched any of the broadcasts with sound. I saw some of the some of okay. the broadcasts Sunday night just via my eyes. Okay, so I don't know what was being said. Okay, um, but you have some insight. People have asked about the Graham Seb, and you have crashed, and you have right. some insight that you were right, right. there. Saw that, yeah, yeah. And so there's Witnessed been some it. the red flag, saw it the red my, flag period. I felt it. <laughs> I felt Sebastian hit the wall. I really? was right next to him when he hit the wall, and for some reason, I'd never felt anything like that before. Because there's a picture of me going, like, going, that's like, I'm right in line with him as he smashed the wall and he's up in the air. Yeah. I'll, I can show you, but we can't show our listeners, We obviously. could tweet it out later or something. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, like, I literally felt Sebastian hit the wall. I was like, ooh, yikes. I, I, I felt it, and, and, and I drove by. I was like, well, that's, 
that gets rid of the spot, you know, the stuff, the stuff that we just lost. You know, we, we, we made a front wing adjustment and, um, you know, we needed it, but I, I think we could have got away without it. Um, so we lost a little bit of time making that a change and we, to, to Sebastian and Graham. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's okay. Now <laughs> we're good. Now is we're that, all right. Is that the closest you've been to a crash like that? Cause I mean, have, no. you, have you felt something like, I mean, I, I was not, I know you've been involved in your yeah. own, but I meant somebody else's crash. Is that the closest you've been in terms of seeing it and feeling it? Maybe, yeah, I, probably. I mean, I, I've obviously seen some stuff before really closely, but uh, but yeah, I think that was probably the closest that I've been to something that just like literally happens right there, yeah. Okay, all right, well, so like I said, we're going to go through your race. We're going to talk about some other guys' races a little bit. We'll talk about Detroit because that's coming up next, and you have uh, a role there, but I know, yeah. and everybody, like I said, many of the questions we've gotten, many of the people who have asked me, uh, about you have been asking about your future so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get into that a little bit and then we'll yeah we'll get to twitter questions so all right so let's rewind here i want to ask you because we were just yes. talking off air a little bit about the beginning of your of your uh of your day yes what is i mean what's what's the pattern what's the routine and then like i said do you have media obligations do you have sponsor obligations on the day of the race or were you pretty much left alone you know one of the things i will say about andretti um i uh I really like how they do the schedule. I mean, it's really busy during the month, right? But on race day, like they make sure that we like we have nothing actually. Like I, I don't, I don't think. I mean, I had one thing with, for the U.S. Air Force, but that's really because you know I really want to push that, and we had a little autograph session there. And obviously, I went to the Snake Pit, which is a normal thing. We got a lot of questions um, about that. So. Yeah, which was which was <laughs> awesome, and uh, you know, it's 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 the only thing that connects the race to the to the Snake Pit to the party. Is, yeah, is, is me showing up there for a little bit. <laughs> And they do a great job over there. So, um, so yeah, after I got back from the snake pit, though, it was just, you know, I actually just got to sit there. And, like, we all kind of just sat there. Like, me, Ryan, we were watching the Formula One race That's a little bit. Monaco, watched, yeah. yeah, watched Monaco. Um, and then maybe had a little, had a little food uh, and didn't really have to do anything until we all walked out together. And all walking out together means, essentially, they just wanted to watch Marco and Alex walk out there and Ryan, probably. Okay. Uh, I was just sort of dragging along the back and not, I wasn't, that wasn't really important at all, <laughs> which I understand. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was not too busy. I, I felt a lot more relaxed than I think I ever have. Um, was just ready to go to work and and you know on the grid you know I was super emotional on the grid because it was just it was so cool to see everything I think uh you know that to be the, I think the grid setup actually the, the way they did intros was really cool I think I think that was actually you know it's the first time I haven't sat in that little white chair on the start finish line and we take that photo yeah you know I mean I think that was that was pretty cool the way they did that um and you know, to be starting in the same row as Elio and Marco too, it's very humbling because everyone shouts for them, obviously. And I had no idea what what people were saying when they called my <laughs> name. I just sort of was clapping for them. I was like, "Yeah, you guys are. We get it. That's you guys are awesome." And yeah. I was like, "That's cool." Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I thought the whole race day was was awesome. And obviously, everyone that said it was going to rain, you're all crazy because we knew it wasn't going to rain. Yeah, bad look um, for meteorologists. I mean, yeah. hysterical. It was supposed to rain every day of that entire week, literally Monday to Sunday. I didn't see rain once. Not a I heard single it, drop. I heard it maybe once, and like it rained for ten minutes somewhere. Yeah, and up north somewhere. I, just, I, think, I mean, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, and everyone's like, oh, I don't even think we should go. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like. Just you have to show up no yeah. matter what, you know what I mean? Like you just got to show up. And if you didn't show up, you you missed a really tremendous race and yep. a great event and a day where like, you know, the sun wasn't necessarily destroying everyone, but it was a little cloudy. It wasn't terrible. Which was good, what, yeah. Honestly, it felt 
I, I talked to Joseph and, and a couple other guys about it. I was like, doesn't this feel much better than last year? Because oh, yeah. like last year was the hottest race ever, and I thought I was dying. Ice packs on my neck before I even got in the car. And I showed up to the car, and I was like, I feel great. Okay. Like, I was like, it feels nice. You know, I was having a, having a nice time just watching. I mean, everything that was going on, the pre-race ceremonies was, was were so awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think that girl, who who was the girl that sung um, America the Beautiful? Or what's that song? She did a yeah, great America job. Beautiful. She was 16 years old. Yeah. And I know, I don't know if you saw, but somebody I don't know attacked who that her on was. Twitter. But really? Kelly, Kelly Clarkson just destroyed that person, oh, and it was great. She was. I like, think she was, did an I thought, awesome job. I thought job. it was fantastic. She but. sung that so well. I thought I thought her voice was incredible. I was like, man, this is great. I wish I knew her name. I can maybe look it up. But I she's totally 16, 16 years too. old, though. I mean, it's yeah. pretty impressive. I wasn't doing that when I was 16, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Aaron Tielitz was in a photo of her. Oh, really? He tweeted a photo here. He... So Chevelle Shepard, or was that okay. her name? Okay. Chevelle Shepard. I don't know. I, I'm or, it's Chevelle it. like Chevy. Yeah, it was definitely her. <laughs> she was from The Voice. Okay. And oh, that Aaron, makes sense. Aaron that makes Tielitz sense. tweeted this photo, and there she is in the corner. Obviously, our, our viewers can't go, can't see this. Yeah, but she's her? just yeah. staring right at so you. So if you yeah. go to Aaron Tielitz's <laughs> Twitter account, you'll see it. He's a good follow anyway, good, so yeah. Yeah, he's an entertaining man. He stayed in my house, apparently, all weekend, race weekend, which I did not know about until they sent me a picture from my roof, shirtless, <laughs> eating pizzas or something. I was <laughs> how, like, did you, all right. wait, how did you not know Aaron Tielitz was at your house? Well, I think he, his his buddy Steve Welk, who's a spotter for Charlie Kimball, yeah. was also staying at my house, and so oh, okay. Steve invited him him and once you know it, there's a couch available just obviously, a party now so, at your house yeah i mean he is like the me of like <laughs> if i you, i used to be you know what i mean i would stay on people's couches yeah. as well and people probably wouldn't know but they're okay with it and i'm okay with aaron staying on my couch is your house still intact did they keep it intact? you know what it was left a little dirty i found some <laughs> i found some like pizza in the fridge that was like still in a box and like a, a sock a random sock okay uh, the sheets weren't cleaned on my bed which i was upset about um <laughs> But you know what? That is okay because it's it's fine. I was busy and they're busy, and now when I go home today, I have to do a lot of laundry. Well, I'm sorry. That's that's a weird short. I mean, that's a, that's a. I think that's probably one life of life sucks after the Indy 500. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It's so stupid. I I ate at Subway today. I just I, I had to do laundry. Like we're <laughs> I had to. You're not on the track. That's what I mean. You're not racing. It's just so sad. Like, yeah. was, I'm I'm just I don't know. I just it's like. I have to like turn on my computer again and start looking at, have, start explaining to people how we can go racing next year with no money, and it's like, <laughs> oh man, I had to like, yeah, it's just, Bit of it's wild, track, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, you know, it's indie is so fun. I've never had more fun in my life than this month. I think it was just so enjoyable to just be there and just go fast and and be a you know part of a team that was awesome. So, you know what. We're, well, hopefully, just we can do it again here. So hopefully, we can do it again someday. Man, I feel bad because I was hoping that like Tuesday you'd still be kind of reveling in a good result and a good month. And I feel like it's already passed. You, you know, if I would have finished fifth, yes, I'd be way happier. But, okay. you, but but when you know that that race only comes once a year, and yeah. and if I was racing in Detroit, I I probably I would probably be still happy. But I'm not. You know, that's the I only get that race right, and you have to have the most perfect of perfect days to really execute everything. And if one thing happens just with our gearbox, or just one thing where, hey, you know what, this might have not hurt us a little bit. When you're at the front of the field, those small things affect you so much. It doesn't matter what happened. You know, it doesn't matter that race control puts Sato mystically in front of us <laughs> like a like a wizard that he just appeared, like a, like a, he was like Yoda appearing as a spirit. And, uh, and, and he just <laughs> was there. 
And, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter that it happened. If it, you know, it would have been the same thing still if we couldn't get from first to second gear a little bit. And no fault of anyone. It's the red flag, wild situations, different speeds. You yeah. know, it's just racing. Right? These things happen. But, uh, but yeah, you know, that's our only shot. So, you know, you can easily get taken advantage of on restarts when something like that goes wrong. Um, but, uh, but we had good restarts all day long. Yeah. We were passing people four, three wide all around the outside everywhere. Crazy. It was awesome. So I think we can be happy about that for sure. Either way. I was going to, I was going to, but read. I'm still mad because I, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I so badly like you, you, you compete with the best, right? Pagano, Newgarden, Rossi, Ed. I mean, like. Those are the guys, right? You're up there. There was no one else in our in our group, right? It was only those five. We pulled away from Bordet. No one else was there. There was five of us. I, I'm convinced that was those were the quickest cars. There was no one else. And that was cool to be a part of. Every time we got into that group, no one was catching us. We pulled away from Bordet. Bordet was not really that fast. Um, and, it, and it was just nice to not... I wasn't even worried about who was behind me, obviously, unless Alex was behind me when he was coming back. So... It was just it was cool to be in in that group and and it, you just want to do that again, right? Like I, I now you know I I know, uh you know I, I just want to do it again. That's all you you want to be able to go out and be like, yep, good racing, fellas, and we're, we're you know we'll get you next time, right? But yeah. you know we got to try and work on making that happen more often. So what, we'll see. Well, can I ask? I mean, you you got to prove it to anybody that was doubting <laughs> that you didn't do it. But I'm curious, did you did you did you doubt yourself at all at any point, or did you know? Once you got to that race, that you were going to be able to do exactly what you just said you did. You know, I really didn't know. I because I, I, I mean, I thought we had a good car. I didn't know how good of a car we had, and I and I thought it was going to be tough. But but at the end of the first stint, I was like, I I think we're you know we got a good start. Like I immediately jumped a couple positions, and we're like, all right, yeah. this is where we need to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to go forward, not backwards. Um, and and that's what we were doing. And on the restart, you know, we we made up some time, and and we had some. You know, we started to pick off more people and, uh, you know, but, but then it was hard because like Ed Jones was there and he was really slow, but it was so hard to pass Chevy's, like so hard to pass Chevy's. Um, and it would take you almost 25 to 28 laps to make one move on someone. And, and it was, and then you're trying to save fuel too. So yeah. it's like, so it was so hard to make progress. The race actually went by a lot quicker than I thought really? because, like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm faster than this guy. I'm faster than this guy. I'm faster than this guy. And then, you know, we'd pit. And obviously, being a one-off team, our, my guys did an awesome job. They they made no mistakes at all. Um, but you know, a couple times, they're you know, they're guys that are just a little bit quicker, right? Just a little bit in the pits. You mean, is, yeah, yeah, in the okay. pits. Okay. And that's you know, that that's that's part of what happens. Yeah. It's hard to be you know, one-off team, but and. Um, but you know, I, but they made no mistakes, which is great. Well, you can, I was going to say just to point out, so many people had problems in the pits. Yeah, this yeah. This, this race. I mean, everybody had seemed to have issues. So exactly for you, I know it was a little bit, maybe a little bit slower, but at least yeah. you didn't deal with some of the the, the craziness. No, and, and I can't complain at all because that was that was by far the best, some of the best pit stops I've ever had. Okay. You know, at Indy because we're trying to change wing to it, and and it's and it's hard. And you know, we're going up against guys like you know Marcus Erickson. They won the pit stop competition. Yeah. And they, you know, those guys are really good. Everyone's really talented. You know, for those full time teams are, are so so stacked with talented people. Um, so we'd have to make up some time every now and then. And, um, and we were able to do that, but, but the race was going by so fast because you spend so much time trying to pass people and you're like, and then I would we would just immediately catch the, it was, it was the fact that we could immediately catch the next car. That was really, you know, really important. And it's weird because 
at Indy, if you're really good in turn two yeah. and four, okay. you're going to have an awesome day. And we were super good in two and really good in four. Okay. And so, and I was very surprised by that because we weren't good in two in practice. But in, in the race, we were really good in two. And I could tell we were getting runs every time, hard to pass, hard to pass. But once we kind of got there via restarts and track position and we kept getting forward, it was like, you know, it was it was nice to have a shot. Would we have been able to pass any of those guys there at the end? Like Ed, I thought we could get for sure. Yeah, okay. Ed was Ed was Ed seemed like he he wasn't sort of hanging with the two Penske's like Newgarden and and, and uh, Pagano as well. But you know, in the toe, and it's it's hard to make moves unless you're Alex Rossi, clearly. So, um, so yeah, it was it was an interesting day overall with the way it all worked out, but. Um, you know, our car was just solid all day. There was only, you know, I was I was working the tools the whole time in the cockpit, and that was really helping. And we would add wing, you know, as we were going. But you know, then we got to a point where it was it was it was fine. Yeah. Um. And and yeah. So I, I, I you know I can't complain really. But right. I did not expect it to go as well as it was going to go. But once okay. I started, it was really when I passed Bourdais, like I my blood started tingling. This a is the bit. fifth to fourth. I mean, yeah. when you moved up, yeah. that was that pass. I think at that time I was like, "Well, now it's uh, an hour in the game." It's really because yeah. it was, you know, I, that I just wanted to get by Bourdais so badly because I it was he was just losing the entire pack and it was so hard to pass him because he's Bourdais, obviously, and, well, wait, and he's what you, smart. What, what and do you he's mean experienced. by that? Is he, is he, he's keeping well, he's you- smart and he's experienced and honestly, we as the tires were wearing, we didn't have enough grip in the front tires to just to get the run that we needed okay. anyway. Okay. So, so yeah, it, it was just, but once we got by him finally, cause we were so strong, uh, like on that restart and that, that section of the race that it was just, you know, it was kind of cool. It was just nice to be in that area. So when you, when you make the pass of Bourdais, is that the feeling is we might be able to do something like really special today? Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I just like, it's at that point where you're almost like, even if the race finished now, I'm totally cool with it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it was right here and I'm looking at these guys, that's awesome. But if we got another restart, maybe we can pass one of them. You know what I mean? Who knows? Um, but I, I knew we didn't have the fastest car. Like, we, we definitely didn't have the fastest car because I could see that. So you didn't have Simon and you probably didn't have Alex. I mean, like, no. if you were just going to go, like, head-to-head yeah. with those guys. But after, what about Will? What about Takuma? I never saw Will or Takuma the whole race. Okay. So, so I, you I, know? I, I don't. I, well, I know in practice, I thought we were way faster than Will. Honestly, okay. Will, Will Will struggled, I think, but he's obviously super good here, right? And he knows what's going on. And he went to the back and then came all the way back to the front again. So clearly good. Um, also, he magician. hit the wall then the last like with five to go. I don't know if anyone saw that. Destroyed the wall. I was like, Oh, was it more? Because I thought. Oh it was yeah, more. I okay. saw smoke and tires, and I was like, How did he Will keep just hit the wall? How did he keep it? No idea. So he, he hit the wall big time there in the last couple laps, and I was like, well, shoot, that's wild. Um, but I get it because I almost hit the wall two laps later there, so it was understandable. I think after the speedy dry and all that stuff, turn four became a little bit more difficult. Um, yeah, Ed, Ed sent the – Carpenter radioed in right before the restart and said yeah. something, it's a little slick in four right yeah, now. Yeah, it was weird because I almost hit the wall there, and that's how Tony passed me, which is even more frustrating. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think – Realistically, we did we didn't have the fastest car, but but we had a car for sure to finish in the top five. Okay, um, and and that's you know that's why I was happy is the fact that we were there, and you know I hated that we went red flag, but obviously we had to, I guess. Well, um, yeah, I wanted to touch on that. What what are yeah. you because there was some controversy on that. What did, what did you think? Well, 
I mean, they explained to us that they want to finish under green, right? But I was like, well, there's 20 laps left. Like, get this thing cleaned up. We've we've done five more laps. You know what I mean? That's fine. Yeah. Um, and then we did enough laps under yellow so then they could cycle the lap cars to the back. So it was like, okay, so wh- what was the point of this anyway? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, the lap cars actually were going to give me a bit of a cushion to the guys behind me, oh, which so I you, was excited so about. So you wanted the lap cars to stay out front? Yeah. Because most people well, were pretty... There was none in front of me, but they were right behind me. Oh, okay. I, I had Sage right behind me and, okay. and and one other car too, but all they did was g- get enough laps to where they like would cycle them through the pits. Then I was like, all right, yeah, I get it. I mean, it makes sense for the race. Like if I would if I was you know behind Kyle. me, I would have been like, yeah, get those guys out of my way. So if you're Kyle Novak, that's the call you make. Yeah, I mean, you have to for the race, but like it 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 did seem a little orchestrated because like we did six laps under yellow for no reason yeah we were all wondering why it was happening but i think it's only because i think it's like in the rules it's like 15 laps or 10 laps to go or something i don't know some, there's something where it's like under 15 laps to go and then you can move the lap cars to the back or something i don't know okay okay um, and, my, and i could be totally and so the wrong. red does the red i mean we've we've talked a lot about the red in terms of and by we i mean media and people have talked about how the red affected alex but i'm yeah. talking about for you does the red because you have to fire up the car again and then you had a gear issue yeah. Do you feel like these things are related? I mean, you, you, it's, it's certainly possible. I mean, anytime there's a red flag and you shut a car down that's been running all day, right. like it, it's just it, you just you you entertain so many possibilities for disaster, right? And that's all I was thinking. I was like, here we go. You know, this is this has been a great day. We're rolling into the pits. It's not going to restart. The clutch is broken. Something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we get that situation on the restart, and it's like, yep, all right, well, you know what? That's about, you know, that's it, it couldn't be the perfect day, right? So it yeah. it was a shame that that happened, um, but I understand it. I honestly had no idea that there were six cars rolled up back there and crashed. I thought it was just going to be Bourdain and Graham, and yeah. I walk, I I go, back, I look at the field coming around. I'm like, geez, everyone's been crashed. There was Veach, Charlie, yeah, uh, Scott got involved. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. So, so yeah, I mean, I get it. It was, it was a, it was an accident, an accident of, of quite a large, um, scale. So, you know, it is what it is. We can't, can't do anything about it now, but for sure that was, that was definitely, definitely affected our, our end of race, um, scenario there. Well, I wanted to, should we rewind? I'm going to ask you, should we rewind? What is there something in the first half of the race that, I mean, so the start, I can ask about the start because, first of all, I don't know what happened to Marco. Have you talked to him about what happened to that car? Because you, right, you went right past him. It and- seemed like it, he just. Bro- it seemed like something was broken on that car because he's really confident driving around Indy, and for some reason, just he, we just could not. He was back to twentieth in like two laps. Yeah, and I saw his steering wheel. His steering wheel on his onboard looked like it was like just quivering. So I'm not. I'm not really sure what happened there. Okay. Um, but you made up that. I mean, I think you were up to eighth yeah. pretty quick on the start. Yeah, we were up eighth, to eighth maybe. Is yeah. that right? Okay, yeah. So I, I would say, is there good any part? Start. Of, the start was good. Anything yeah. else? Like you said, you had the 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 Hunkos crash, so that was able. To, <laughs> you guys had another restart. I don't know. I was just said I we weren't watching you yeah. the whole time on the broadcast. No, yeah, so yeah, that's all there, right. Are there parts that that you, there were highlights that maybe people didn't see in, um, in the early going? You know, I, and I haven't watched the race yet, so I don't. I don't really know what you know what people saw, but you know, we had. Uh, after like the first or second stop or the, like the each restart was was good we we made up positions every time uh around the outside you know try to do what alex does everyone asked me like oh like you're gonna try and like do what alex does i was like i've been doing that at indy for forever but no one ever sees me because like you know we're in the last right but like you pass four cars on the restart on the outside and you're like that was cool yeah but no one's ever seen no one before seen so <laughs> was still trying to do the same thing the outside was definitely not as potent as it used to be it seemed to be slick up there this year for some reason 
But like, you know, one of the restarts, there was like some lap cars, including Marco, like in front of us, like we started probably like on track. It was like, it looked like we started restarted like 14th or something, but like there was like three or four lap cars. And I, I went, must've been three, four wide around the outside and one and literally tur- was turned full left. And I was like, I don't think I'm making this corner because Marco was so slow on the like he was lane two and I had to go lane three yeah. and thankfully he started to move down or okay. else I would have been in trouble, okay. big trouble. Cause I got, I think I got not only Ericsson, but Ericsson, Spencer, it must've been three cars, four cars total. Cause everyone stacked up on the bottom and you just went around the outside and I was like, that's all we needed. Cause then I saw Alex in front of me. I was like, all right, now we're moving forward. <laughs> was Marco, is Marco moving down a little bit for a teammate or is he doing it just because that's the no, way, that's the way you Well, race. yeah, no, he was moving down to try and get out of my way, but it was like, but I was literally doing like 30 mile an hour more, I think, okay. entering the corner. Okay. So it was like, it was one of those moments where I was jumping on the brakes and trying to, but also try to carry my momentum still. So there was a lot that was going on on the restarts, but every single one of them went well, except for the last, the last one, one, obviously. Um, so yeah, there, there was a lot, but you know, realistically, once, once we got rolling and the stints were kind of going, it was just who could, you know, who could make the least mistakes and who could, you know, just try and get a run on someone. And it was just so hard to get runs on people. Yeah. Let's so, talk big so picture hard. then. That's what I want to do is that yeah. do you, okay. We've had races. You've been in part of Indy 500s where it's just draft, draft, draft. Everybody's slingshotting past each other. It's no yeah. problem. You've been a part of races like last year and this year where it's been real tough to pass. What, do you like? I, I don't know if is it, do you feel like you have to really earn it to make a pass, or is it frustrating? Or like, do you do you like the show that it provides, or how, and how do you feel inside the car? I I I think it provides like I think we saw a perfect example of of what it creates the Graham and Sebastian accident because okay. track track position is so important that it, it, it could take you potentially twenty five laps to pass a car right. right, and you don't want to lose that time. So, so I, I, I think it was very rewarding when you were able to make a pass, but it also makes it way more dangerous on restarts. People are doing crazy stuff because like they know that's their only time to right. be able to do it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see it easier to pass, but you know, we, we really worked, really worked for it. And, um, you know, it wasn't, it obviously was not impossible because Alex and I were passing people. I'm sure, you know, Ryan clearly, Ryan came from 28th to 7th. Yeah, inch up, people, up to 11th. You know, inch up to 11th. So there yeah. are people that are making moves. But I don't know if it was all on restarts or not. But I didn't see any, I I yeah. didn't see any of it up at the front, right? It was only, no. you know, our guys, you know, there was be there would be a couple passes for some people, but not, not a lot. Not so. much up front, no. So it, it's hard to say, but I, I think the way the finish worked out made it look like it was a great race. Yes. Which is good. Um, and some of the restarts probably made it look like it was a great, a better race than like people, you know, people might have originally thought, yes. but I, you know, but, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, geez, it's really hard to do anything. You know what I mean? Like you're sitting here, sitting here and you know, you're faster than like at least the two, three cars in front of you, Yeah, but you just couldn't make a move. And, it, and that was, that was the hard part. So it's just like, cause we have talked about this with a couple of the guys before the race is that it's, it's, I think it was Joseph that was saying it's trying to find that window where you don't create pack racing, yeah. but you create enough time, but you create enough ability to pass and it's really hard yeah. to find that window it is it was a closer this year than last year do you think i know you had wildly yeah different yeah cars. it was it was because you had guys like like hunter ray and ferrucci they had the big rear wing wicker on which is more downforce but a lot more drag right um and you could tell those guys were struggling and and but like they, they were good obviously they finished yeah, well they did well yeah um but if it wasn't for the restart they wouldn't have right like they, they wouldn't have got there they would have been you know they would have been where they were <laughs> 
um, because Ryan, I mean, I know I talked to Ryan and, uh, and you know, he, he was like, felt like he was dragging parachutes by his car. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, but he obviously made it work. So yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a tough, I, I don't know what you do. I am not an aerodynamicist, so yeah. I do not know what the solution is. Um, but you know, it was a little bit better this year. Yes. But it probably needs to take another step like we made for this year, if not a more prominent step towards better racing, you know, next year. And I know you said, and again, this might be a tough question because you, yeah. you say you're not an aerodynamicist, but is that the tire? Is that giving you guys more downforce? Is that what, what, what where, where do you think there's room for improvement here? A little well, bit? I think the tire was great this okay. year. I think, I think Firestone did a great job with the tire, but you know, that's almost like, that's tough because that's like an easy fix, but but I don't think you know I don't think we have to lay that on Firestone. To no, yeah, I'm just asking I mean. you what you think is the best. I mean, so do you think it's got to be more arrow tweaks and giving you guys a little more to play with, or potentially, or is it just are we just is it just this the car that IndyCar has? Is I don't it, know. I don't know. I think I think there can be a bit of both. I think okay. the tire was good. I think the tire was you know from lap one to lap thirty was was a lot more consistent than last year. I think. Okay. Um, I felt better on it, but I was also in a better car, so I, I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, 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 there, there's definitely. I'm sure there will be people working on it. Okay, yeah. no, it's, it's. I mean, I I thought it was better, and you know, I got a chance to write yesterday. There's smart people in the IndyCar technically. You know, Bill and 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 Tino. Tino you know, yeah. Pappas, Bill Pappas. There, he's he's a smart guy, and I tell you what, that guy, I I know him, and I and I and I've known him before, and and he came up to me at the banquet, um, yes, last night, yeah. And he said something so nice to me, and I, I, I had no, I had no idea. I mean, we do not talk a lot. I say hello to him in passing, obviously, but, but he said something so meaningful to me. Like, you know, I was like, man, I really appreciate that. Like, he, you know, he's like, he said to me, it's like, you really, really, really proved yesterday you deserve to absolutely be fighting for championships. And I said, I, I, pre- I could not believe that. I was like, if you know, if it really actually did feel like this year did make a bit of a move the needle a little bit more you know what i mean which is which is important that was the whole goal of being out here this month was to move the needle right is is it worth it and i i really appreciated that someone that i don't you know don't talk to a lot but i obviously know and respect very smart guy uh incredible legend in in the engineering community um and you know i just what is enough right you know we we, that that question is asked to me all the time what is enough And, and i don't know yet but um but yeah, this you know this. Hopefully, we can we we find out eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna. I mean, you, I was gonna. I kind of. I slipped a Will Buxton tweet into the Twitter questions, but yeah. I mean, we can do it right now. He says to you, "You killed it." Anyone with half a brain can see you deserve not only a seat at the five hundred, but in the series full time. You're a huge talent and a brilliant human. We all love you. <laughs> and I thought that was no, but I, I was that was gonna be my way of asking you. Do you feel like you've you've moved the needle? You've changed minds because it seems like I mean, based on what you just said, the conversation you had, a guy like Will Buxton who who knows racing. Um, yeah. I mean, do you feel like there's again? I, I know well, the, I know the money's not there right now. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, even you know, I had even some people that I have have blocked on Twitter because they were horrible people to me. Uh, like, make other accounts just to tweet, "Hey, I know I've said some terrible things about you in the past, but like that was really good." And I was like, "Okay, well, if you can convince the terrible people on the internet that you know maybe something else, <laughs> some, something is good there, that's good." Um, but I mean. My like the the Twitter sphere, like just one tweet that I, I mean, some of the tweets that I've put out have had so much attention. You've got so much a lot of reaction. I, mean, I have not seen this. I mean, I just 
at what point does it count, right? Like surely people that like do business like know, um, you know, that at some point there is power to social media and there's sure. power to the following that we have. And I have such a great fan base that everyone is so, so nice and so supportive. Um, you know, at some point, whether is, is, is there a consumer product, right? Like people will go buy. Yes. Is there, do we have enough, big enough fan base for that? Probably not. But, you know, I think everyone is really, really, you know, people are asking me, how do we help? And, and that, that is an interesting question. I don't know because I, you know, I, I don't know whether the team owners are probably just annoyed about hearing about me now or, or <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I even cross their radar still. I really, I really do not know that. Um, I mean, you talk to a lot of people. I mean, I mean, you're in the but, but no the one's time. really honest with you. I mean, everyone's, you know, in racing. No, I, I, I will. I do not know many people that are actually telling the truth at all times. You know what I mean? I really don't know that. Okay. Um, you know, cause I, you get told for years, drivers have been told for years, oh, you deserve to be here, you deserve to be here, whatever. And I was like, I don't want to hear any of that crap. You know what I mean? If 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 you really thought that you would create something or someone would have, someone would do something about it and no one has done anything about it yet. So, you know, I was very much a customer for Andretti Autosport, right? Total customer. Like we showed up with a sponsor, they provided services and there were ser- incredible services. And at what point do you switch over? You know, I mean, what, what point do you become... Uh, you know, a sought after employee, right? Which is, which is, you know, what Alexander Rossi is, it's what Ryan Hunter Ray is, you know, guys, you know, champions of, of the Indy 500. And, you know, it's, it's every single Penske driver, right? Like we know that they are there because they're, they are good, right? They are the best of the best. So, you know, I, I don't know what, you know, what that next step is. Um, I hope, I certainly hope that this month, you know, this month helped. And I, I, I am, if, if there is a way for fans to help out, I will definitely let you guys know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. We could talk People about start it. talking about crowdfunding all the time. And I, I, yeah. I saw this as, as poor, this one tweet the other day is like, I'm going to start a crowdfunding thing right now to get Connor and Stefan Wilson both rides. And I was like, Ooh. boy, have fun finding $14 million. <laughs> two that two is guys. So much money. Like that's the problem is like, if it took a hundred grand, yeah, yes, I would, yeah. I would entrust my followers to be able to do that. But, but it is so much money and, and you just, you have to get big corporations behind it. Big, someone, someone big, um, to at least take the first bite out of it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's tough. So, I do feel better about the situation that I'm in. Yes. Um, and, and we are working on more. I think there are some, you know, there are some things brewing up that might, you know, that might work out to one or two races. But um, but as I sit right now, I don't know. So we'll see. Is there a willingness on, on I mean, I know like you, you just told us Andretti is, saw you as a customer, but is there a willingness on their part to try to, to, to make an effort to try to make this more of a, you know, just a one-off or is it really just going to have to be <laughs> I mean I, I don't know I, I mean, don't, I, I don't yeah. want you to say bad things about Andrea no, that's not what no, I'm asking no, no, but you know it's just it's just the honest situation right I mean I've known JF and Michael for uh, so many years sure. now I mean since I was testing for them in Indy Lights when yeah. I was 17 you know what I mean um, and I and I, I do I do believe that they are you know true racers but they're also a successful team because they're very smart and they're not going to you know waste they're not going to be wasteful. They're not going to be, you know, they're not going to try and just spend a bunch of money for no reason. You know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would love to, you know, I, I do believe that there is a, you know, especially after seeing Michael's quotes, you know, after the race, he was really nice to me. I, di- I didn't get to see him at the banquet or really a ton after the race. Um, but he called a great race and, and really was, you know, he's a driver and he gets it. And I mean, I was shouting about Sato on the radio and every single, he could have been like, just shut up, Connor. But he was like, 
oh, trust me, I know. Like, I hate this. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, Michael gets it because he's a driver, yeah. right? And, he, um, and, and by the way, I say the quotes, he took... He took some responsibility yeah, for the yeah, wing. Which, which, you know, I, I appreciate that. I mean, that, that, that means a lot to me um, because, you know, there's so many, you know, so many things in racing that can affect the result, right? Yeah, and he, he came out and said, I kind of screwed Connor. And yeah. a quote. I mean. No, and, and he didn't, but, you know, there, there are multiple situations, right, that you could alter. I'm just saying I thought it was bigger yeah. to say, yeah. I mean, if it's true or yeah. not, but I, I just thought he seemed to want to come to your defense on that. No, it was cool, and 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 you know, I I I'm not sure, you know, I I I, I do trust those guys. I, I don't think, you know, they they have to be smart because they've got you know they've they've got bullets in their gun already that are trying to fight for a championship, um, and they've got they've got to dedicate you know everything they can to that, um, and and so we'll see. But I I certainly want to continue working with them. I I would I, I would hate. You, you, now that you've been there, it's like, man, I, I any other opportunity with any other team is going to be a tough one to look at because it's like, it would be great to drive, and I love to drive, and that's that's just what needs to happen in general. But like to be with that team is such a high level. You're like, oh man, if I want to, if I do this again, I have to be with this team. Yeah, it's you know hard to go I mean? back. Go back. It's to, hard to go back. Yeah. So so I don't know. We'll we'll you know I trust those guys. I believe that we all want to try and you know work together in the future, but. They've got four drivers right now, and that's a lot of drivers, it and is. they're all very much the biggest team in tied deep into that team. So, um, so yeah, so we'll see. Do again. I'm not going to ask you to name guys, but yeah, you're out on the race, you're out on the track during the 500 during practice. How tough is it to look around and say, and this, and this is something you do think I should say, hey, I'm better than X and X and X and X that are have full time rides right now. Well, I I don't think I mean I I, I can't if say that because it's you know it, I would never say anything like that. Well, I'm, it, sorry, I'm not going to name. But it, I just but but, I, yeah. but you certainly become frustrated when you see situations and 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 I get I get I get texts about this all the time. It's like how in the world? But but that's but that's there's that's always motor racing. Motor racing's been like that forever. You know? I mean, there's always going to be guys that you know are are in the sport for a reason and and you know it is what it is and i and i can't fault them for that because racing is awesome it's a lot of fun it's incredible i mean it's a great feeling lining up for the grid for the indy 500 is one of the best feelings in the world right um so you know if you can do it do it and and that's you know that that's the tough part but um but yeah it, it, it is frustrating at times certainly you know when when you just go out there and you're racing against those guys that um, you know, are so good and you know, you know, are regarded publicly as very good drivers and you are right there with them and you are, you are in the fight. Um, you know, that's, that's just fun. It's, it's very personal. It was very personally rewarding for me. I well, had such a fun, I had such a fun time being out there with those guys because I didn't feel, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was in trouble. I just felt like I was like, here we go. Like this yeah. is, if something's going to happen here, there's a win right there. There's the win is, is I literally can see it. Um, and that was kind of, I've never felt that before at Indy, so it yeah. was nice. Well, I saw your quote. I thought it was really interesting. You say you, the guy that you, a friend, a guy that you respect, Alexander Rossi, and you guys are moving up the field almost simultaneously together. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's got to feel pretty good and, and vindicating, I guess you'd say, to see, you know, to, to know that you're capable of that, to do that, you know, to do that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Alex was driving with a serious passion this month and obviously on Sunday, I've never seen emotion out of him like that. We oh, saw man. it together. And I and I could see it all month though. I mean, he didn't really. We didn't really talk a ton this month about about a ton of stuff because I think the guy was so. His guys, the guy's so focused on trying to win this championship, um, and and he's so you know 
there are certain things on his car that he, you know, he started the race with that I, I would have never really thought of. Cause I just, I know my style couldn't handle it. Okay. Um, and it worked out really well for him. And, and honestly, you know, our, our two cars, I think were, were definitely, um, you know, the fastest Andretti cars or at least close to that. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I obviously didn't finish as the second highest Andretti car. Ryan did. I think Ryan just, you know, did a great job on the restart taking advantage of, of me, (laughs) but, but, um, but yeah, it was just cool to be in that game with him because I know how, you know, how hard he's been working this month to, you know, to try and win the race. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he came so close and, you know, that was, we did, did we have Alexander Rossi speed? No, obviously not. But I would have liked to have been in that last, you know, that last little group there to try and, you know, help him if I could. Right. Cause yeah. that would have been kind of cool. So well, everybody, I mean, everybody's talking about the heroics of, of Takuma Sato. I was wondering if you didn't have the gear issue that you did. Do you think you could have made up the ground and moved up to third in that last that last stint? Well, you never know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I, I certainly I, I would have way preferred starting in front of Sato than not, right? Yeah. Because then you give yourself. You, I, I knew the guys in front of me because I had been racing with them all day. Right. I had never seen Sato my whole life, and sure enough, <laughs> there there was a there was a bit of a moment there on the restart where I was like, "What is happening? What is he doing?" And then then it, and then it's all it all breaks down. Yeah. So it's like. You know, I was already familiar with the guys that I was racing with, and that's good. And then that happens, and you're like, "Who is this guy? And why is he here? And where did he come from?" <laughs> and which I was just so blown away by. But I guess you know the real situation behind that for the people that asked. I was gonna say, well, we we're gonna get to it, but go ahead. I What's know there's the a ton of questions, but but I yeah. guess so. When it went yellow, he was in the pits or something, and and my engineer was explaining to it. And so we were obviously avoiding debris and, from and, cra- and yeah, from parts the- and stuff, as we should. Uh, but apparently that penalizes you because you, I made it to the the blend line or whatever the line that they use is one second after he did, and I was like, "But I didn't, I didn't even see him coming out of the pits." I was like, "I think you can see that line," and I didn't even see that guy. So, I mean, it's it's obviously no, you know, good for, good for them strategy wise. I think it's probably the luckiest thing I've ever heard of. Um, like literally that's the luckiest thing that could, you could ever happen. Uh, and, and so, yeah. And then they moved in front of me and I was like, this is unbelievable. I've yeah. never, I didn't even know he was still in the race, honestly. Like, it's just one of those things where I was like, just so, I mean, it's like, how do you have something like that taken away from you through no fault of your own? Yeah. You're just trying to avoid debris Yeah, well, and you for- catch up with everyone else. And then all of a sudden, you know. Well, the, the race is different. The reason Ferrucci was up there, by the, I don't know if you saw the replay, but Ferrucci just gunned it through. The, oh yeah, 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 through and that's, the whole crash, and that's and, yeah. and he got to keep that position on the restart. Well, again, gray areas, right? Oh, I mean, there there always will be in racing, yeah. and you know it's it's a wild scenario that that's how the, that's how it works. But um, I, I absolutely was furious, like furious, so mad. Um, but hey, you know what? Sato is, you know gonna be a champion forever and will always have a job anytime he wants one and and yeah that was again part of the reason why i was frustrated yeah i bet um well real quick i was like i wanted to ask you pit lane stuff obviously nothing happened to you yeah was it slick on the outside lane because that's what we heard from ray hall i think reported early in the race or what did you notice anything different about the i mean i almost so many people three just, times coming oh, into pit lane so, so what was up i have no i, I was locking rear brakes though so well, i i don't, oh, I, don't okay. I don't know what was happening but my rears were locking up a little bit but it did seem oddly more slippery than normal. Well, Erickson had an issue. Power had an issue. Yeah. Jordan King had an issue. It's like, okay, this is too many people that are having issues in pit yeah, lane. We, yeah, we had a li- we were loose a little bit coming into the pits, but not 
not terrible. So I don't know. It okay. just looked, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it was a sealer. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Well, I was just wondering, you guys, most of you guys didn't have issues all month. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, for it, to, it wasn't like it was wet. Yeah. Well, Davison's thing, you know, his pit speed limiter was broken and oh, all yeah. that stuff. But Ooh, I talked to Elio after that. He was Yeah, bad. yeah, pretty wild. Yikes. Um but yeah, man, I didn't. I still haven't seen any of all the stuff. I saw Marcus Erickson's crash, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Isn't that weird? I mean, I'm like, in pit lane. But I mean, it makes sense. Like you're trying to hustle in, and if and your brake bias is set towards the rear because you don't want to lock your fronts, especially you know going to the pit box. Yeah. So it makes sense. And uh, my and my house locking rears like crazy too coming to the pit box. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm trying to think of. This. I want to talk about. Is there any other? part of the Indy 500 of your Indy 500 did you want to address because I wanted to ask you a little bit about about Alex about Simon a couple other guys um I don't know I mean I don't think so I mean you know a lot of people saw what was going on I, I haven't seen whether we got any TV coverage or not but um I think you get some but yeah I mean it was you know it was it was it was fairly straightforward you know once, yeah, once you got there people it was tough to pass but the Penske guys seemed to be working together a little bit there towards the end when okay. I was there Joseph and Newgarden were sort of swapping the lead a little bit easily. Yeah. Um, and um, and then, yeah, that was that was it. Okay. Well, let me ask you about, you touched on the emotion of Alex. We all saw him shaking his fist at Servia. Love it. Yeah. yeah what did you, I was going to say, what did you think of, honestly, what Servia was doing? Because when, when Rossi got out of the car, he was calling it disgraceful and disrespectful. And, and yeah, so what, what was your take uh, on what you I saw? I mean, I was a little bit, I was a little bit concerned because he started making moves on me too. And I was like, hang on a second here. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting behind this guy. Yeah. Um, well, what's going on? And I get like, it. Like I know, but Servia is trying to fight so hard. He's, I mean, he's he's in the same situation I am. You know, he's only got one shot, right? And I, I do truly believe that he's still, you know, he still is very talented. Um, but when he when I passed those guys on the restart, and Alex, uh, I'm like I I I threw the block to Servia down the back straight. I was like, is this guy still coming? And I was like, no chance am I ever lifting from this guy. And he's starting to come up. And I I was blocking. I, I mean, I was. I was, he had one lane to use, and if he was going to turn in from there, we were crashing. I was like, there's no chance, and little did I know, Alex was also inside of him as well. We were three wide, yeah. or so, <laughs> potentially three wide, and I was like, wild, I did not know that. Um, I did not know that until I saw it, And but then once I knew that he was behind me, I was like, there's no way, I mean, he was never going to get by you because he wasn't fast enough, right. but... But yeah, it was it was oddly aggressive. But I, I mean, I, I think when you're a lap down at Indy, like you have to be that way. But it's also like because it's so hard to pass, people are going to get even more angry at you because right. it's like if you're stuck in front of them, they can't make progress. And I was stuck behind a couple lap cars a couple times that I was trying to get help from, and I didn't. And I know obviously I was way faster than those guys. Still hard to pass though. Still very hard to pass. So. You know, thankfully, a couple guys work with me. You know, Harvey and and Karim, they 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 worked with me a little bit and helped me out. But okay. you know, you spent four or five, six laps trying to get to that point to where you're close enough to where they can, you know, just back off a little just bit. A Obviously, little. I don't expect them to back off the whole straight and let you buy. But you and and I had I was on me to get that run, but it was tough for sure. Okay. No matter where you were to pass. So, but but you can see Servia's perspective again. I you know obviously I think everybody can see Alex's perspective on this, but yeah. I think Servia just being the one off, being in the heat of the moment, he just just doesn't want to give up that spot. Yeah, I mean, well, it was it was the block that I think he made on Alex on the front straight that was a bit aggressive. I I, I didn't like that at all. Okay, um, but you know, it was it was hard, and, and for him, I mean, he's got to fight. He's got to fight just as much as everyone else, so you know it's just it's a tough game. Yeah, it's a tough game out there. Um, 
the other thing I wanted to ask you about was, yeah, was the finish. I don't know. Again, have you seen the final few laps and the back and forth between Simon and Alex? And, and what, what did you think of it? I mean, just your, your opinion getting to watch the it. The Simon weaving thing was pretty wild. I, I mean, I, I, I get it. You, the draft is super important. Um, so, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about that. I, I guess, you know, it is legal, I guess, but it is very dangerous. Michael wanted a block. I talked to him yeah. afterward. Alex was thinking maybe, but they yeah. also said. But, I mean, he was so good, and Alex would have done the same. I mean, I probably would have done the same. Um, I'm just impressed Simon had so much grip to be flat through four and literally exit on the apron. And I was like, ha. That's when you knew that his car was probably unbeatable. Yeah. Because if you can come out flat out of four on the apron and literally not lose any time to Alex, it's like, Okay, yeah, no one's gonna beat you. We okay. get it. Like your car is faster than everyone else, and that's what Alex, that's what Alex said. Because like, had, it's like there's no way. Like, yeah, I mean the Chevys had more power, but like his car, obviously Simon had that car dialed in. Okay, yeah. So the right car wins. Is that is that how you feel about this this whole thing? Big picture. Yeah, I mean he led the most laps. He did all that stuff. So can you, you know, the right car won for sure? You could take a little victory lap, I think yourself though. Again, we talked about this after the Grand Prix. I think a lot of people were writing Simon off for, for reasons. Here we go. Yeah. Guess who's predicting I was, Simon I was coming in gonna, hot? I was yeah. just going to say, I think it was you from the beginning of the told month. Him. Yeah. You've I, been like. I said, Simon's coming in hot. You did. You said, from the, I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, go back and listen to the podcast yep. if people don't believe us. From the beginning of the month, you said, Simon's going to have a good month. And Simon is very smart. And he, him and his engineer, when they get on the same page, I mean, it might take them a year and a bit, but Man. it's. They're hard to beat. They're locked in right They're now. They're hard to beat. And yeah. you, yeah, I was going to say, I think the thing that, that you said was, when we were asking about his job rumors, you said, just talk to me after May. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, and then, I mean, the guy has the greatest May. You, you know, and there's have. so many people talking about, like, Rossi going to Penske. Yeah. No one's leaving Penske now, I don't think. No. Nope. I mean, everyone's an Indy 500 champion except for Joseph, right? <laughs> and, Joseph's and Joseph's probably going to win pretty one. Pretty good, you yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Roger, Roger was asked in the, in the post-race. Yeah. He said, you're going to bring I mean, Simon back. He goes, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You know, it's, it's 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 tough because, you know, I'd almost like to see Alex go to Penske because then there'd be <laughs> and no right. ready, but, um, <laughs> but now that's definitely not happening, you know what I mean? Unless Roger decides to run four cars again, but I I, I doubt it. No, but, I don't see that happening. Sometimes. No, I, I see Alex staying with Andretti, too, for a while. I don't see why any reason to leave. Um, no, they've given him. They've every, given him everything, yeah. Yeah, every ounce of support you could actually ask great. for. It. So, so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it was... You're welcome for that prediction. Anyone, yeah. anyone who won money on it, you know, you're welcome. Uh, the, the odds were on Simon early in the month were pretty good. I mean, obviously, after he got the poll, it was that was yeah. not when you wanted to put money on him. But uh, did uh, how'd your friends do? Other than the ones who bet on you, did anybody? Get I signed like three different betting sheets because like a bunch of people bet on me, and I was like, apparently, three of my friends, uh, most of my friends, made money on me because I guess the way they bet on it, it was like if I either finished first, fifth, or tenth. Oh, or something. It's like odd numbers, yeah. like weird numbers. Like a roulette thing, yeah. Yeah, and that I would have, uh, and they won money. Like some people won like thousands of dollars on me. And you I get was a cut like, of that? Oh, okay. No, absolutely <laughs> not. But um, Pat McAfee bet $5,000 on me. To win? Uh, yeah, to win, which is a shame. I'm you, sorry, that didn't happen. You can apologize to Pat in person um, today, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. And and that was tough. But uh, but yeah, I I, I, um, you know, I tried. I certainly tried. tried my best. <laughs> All right, let's go briefly to Detroit before we get your Twitter questions. I hope I hope everybody enjoyed your your 500 recap though. That was as in depth I think as they're going to get. Yeah, sorry, of, I probably t- I talked too much. No, no, <laughs> I think like I said I don't think people get to hear about a guy's entire race honestly. So I enjoyed it. Um, I'm just going to start here. Do 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 you hate having to go to Detroit after the 500? Because I feel like a lot of I, it's a know, slog like for Detroit. a lot of guys. 
I know you like the. I know yeah. you had a good. You have had good history. Then. Even Ryan, even Ryan said to me, we were sitting there after the five hundred. He's like, "You're really good at Detroit, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah, I think so." And he's like, oh, yeah, "That's a shame." And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Um, that make you, I'm sure that made you feel better. Yeah, but hey, you know what? At least we'll be out there giving people rides in the two seater and having more and more people come up to me and say, "Oh man, why aren't you out there this weekend?" Oh well, you know. Yeah, it's like. Why aren't you doing the Grand Prix? I know. Well, some, I don't know. Here's somebody at Indy Star came up to you today and said, "Hey, when's your next race?" Yeah, yes. it's tough. That's a hard question to answer. It really is. That's tough. I mean, you, you you're so you're thoroughly in depth in the IndyCar community, right? Like we were, you know, we were fastest on Fast Friday. We're qualifying well. It's like a racing well, and you're like, awesome. You know what happens next? Like I assume that you're gonna get them next time. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry, I'm like, laughing. I feel bad. Like, no, it's like yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Next next year, yeah, yeah. Next year, but but yeah. It's just it's just funny. It's one of those awkward situations. But hey, we worked through it. I, I was already having meetings yesterday. You know, yesterday morning, literally the morning after the race, trying to you know with with some people and good trying to figure sponsors it out. Sponsors you're talking about here? Or you're talking yeah, about sponsors. Teams? Yeah, sponsors. No sponsors. And um, you know, I think the banquet got a lot of love at the banquet last night for sure. A lot of people were Good. really supportive. Um, but you know, the, the crazy thing is, is sitting in that banquet banquet room alone, right? There's probably twenty to thirty people who could easily fund my ride, right? Like easily. And but 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 it you know it has to be reasonable, and I totally get that. That's why you know I'm not mad about it. Like it is frustrating, but it's like you just have to be able to present the right scenario for where it does work. And, and, and there, there is, I'm sure, you know, for the air force, it works, right? Right. But we're limited, you know, the air force, it, it works, but you know, they're doing as much as they can. And, and that's the Indy 500. Right? Can you, can and you tell people why ever. that's why the, all they could do? Cause I think you get a lot of well, questions about why can't the air force do a full season for you? Well, I mean, that's, you know, you go from spending, you know, you go from spending a certain amount, which is a lot of money already. Um, you know, it is in the seven figures and then you have to go like a lot more. Like okay. you, you go from, let's just call it $1 million to $6 million, right? That is a lot of money that like yeah. is coming six from times somewhere. As much. It's six times as much money. And when you get into the seven figures, that's a lot of money and that's tough to, it's tough to get as many, all the people that you need to agree with you. So you know the Air Force loves it, and and I have loved being partnered with them, and and I you know I I certainly think that we have a strong relationship, more stronger than ever now. Good um, moving okay. forward. Um, I know they want to do more, right? But it but it's you know we just got to figure out how or what what is even possible. Okay, um, and we'll go from there. But realistically, you know we're we're still just trying to you know get find that right scenario, find that right partner or group of partners that. Are willing to you know take this ride with with Andretti or I mean I guess with with any team but, yeah, but you know hopefully with Andretti because they have such a great business to business platform to work with and and that's what we try and get around to people. Uh, and so you will find out. I mean, like I said, I was going to ask two questions about Air Forces. One, you'll find out the impact that your appearance that your you know that your their investment had I guess here soon. And then do you, and do you expect to see U.S. Air Force back with you again next year, if possible? I mean, I you know I, I, would, I would certainly love to think that they're definitely already in for the five hundred next year, but they have to go through all their analytics and, and okay. their numbers and, and just see what happens, obviously. But um, but I think you know I think everyone was pretty pumped about Good. it. So well, so I know you, last year you told me. I mean, I think you said the return on investment was huge. Yeah, it was substantial compared to what yeah. they were expecting. I should say, maybe. Yeah, and so now, but you know, and, but now they're obviously spending more, so you have to you, you then have to work double hard. Expectations are higher, right? right yeah, right, right. So, 
So again, yeah, it's all, you know, it's Tuesday, so we can't necessarily figure out next year yet. Okay. All right. As a guy who has had some success at Detroit, tell us what we're, uh, what we're in for here. Um, at the, just, yeah, layout of the track, what you like, what you don't like, that kind of a thing. Uh, you know, Ray Hall's always been fast there, big doubleheader winner. Yeah. Um, Ryan is good there. Um, you know, Sebastian Bourdais is good there. Uh, so, you know, but, but it's back to street racing. So you never know what could happen. Um, you know, is Simon going to have the 8,500 hangover? I don't know. I don't, I mean, who knows? <laughs> the Indy 500 win hangover and, and, and have a drop off race. I doubt it. Cause the guy's dedicated as Roger Penske said, he works hard, you know, works super hard, shows up to the track, you know, wildly dedicated. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, it's, it's a great race. Love the doubleheader. Um, how tough is that race though? I mean, very hard physically. Just yeah, it's it's like t- it's- physically it's tough, but they've, they've tried to smooth the track out a little bit, but not entirely. Okay. Um, but yeah, just, I, I think I, I just, I, I love that race. I think it's a great event. I think the, the promoters do a great job. Roger does yeah, a great job Roger's with it. Race. Um, and I will be driving the two seater there. So if you have, you know, if you have a two seater ride, I might be giving you a two seater ride there. So. Is it tough? Get ready. To, is it tough to get over the hangover though of five hundred? Not just for the winter, but for everybody. It's a whole month at Indy, and then you have to go right to Detroit, pack it up. It's, yeah. and again, I'm not talking about just drivers too. It's the crew guys. It's the truck drivers. Yeah, it's I mean, it's toughest on the crew for sure. I mean, the crew, those crew guys are working so hard all the time. I mean, it is it is so many people working so hard, um, and 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 it's just nonstop. So realistically, through this weekend, through Texas, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty relentless, and you got to give them credit for that. Um, it's definitely way harder on the crew than it is the drivers. Okay. Um, I don't even know if you, have you had a chance to think about, you picked Ray Hall. Did you say those are the guys you expect to be strong? The guys you just said earlier, do you have a guys that you expected to do well here? Is Colton Hurd going to finish a race since after he wins you know Dakota? What? That's crazy, man. I, that poor guy. You know what? He doesn't have to, though, right? It's not his fault. No, right? I'm, like, I'm not yeah. blaming him. Yeah, no, of course saying, not. Yeah, but like, but, but that's why he's not going to worry. I mean, the guy, you know, youngest winner in IndyCar history. It's it's great. I mean, he had a mechanical failure. Guess what? I had a mechanical failure before the race even started. Like it happens, you know. It, 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 this it sucks, but you know, everyone's gonna finish thirty third once at Indy. It feels like it's crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, we were talking. We were celebrating Mario this month. Like I, I think he. I think the stat was he had finished. I think he didn't finish more Indy 500s than he did finish. Yeah, yeah. Just because of all the issues that he had. Exactly. It, it happens to people. So, you know, Colton will be fine. He's been fast at every single race. I expect him to be fast again at Detroit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have, I have a, for some reason, I have a feeling Alex Rossi will probably win a race in Detroit. You've, um, you've called an Alex win before and we're uh, spot on. Yeah, so I, <laughs> for some reason, I could potentially see that happening. Um but um, but Ryan. yeah, I, I think I think Ryan really uh, Ryan he won there last year. Ryan yeah. is good. Yeah, Ryan yeah. is good there, and um, I'm just curious. I, I just curious to see what happens for sure. It, Obviously, it'll be you know Carlin will be back in action again. You know yeah. they had such a tough month. It's brutal. They're going to be you know finally having their you know Max back out there, and I'm sure they'll want to try and do you know have a good weekend. Um, is award racing too there in Detroit? So they'll so they'll have their full force back out there. Yeah, is diabetes guy racing? Is Charlie racing too? No, Charlie's, no, okay. Charlie's so, out of the car. I think. Yeah, so it'll be you know those guys diabetes trying to have a good, guy. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be trying to do a good 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 work there. So have you talked to any of those guys? I mean, at Max or Pato or or even the guys at Carlin. I saw Pato after literally the the night after he didn't make it. We just at dinner. He was at dinner with Newgarden. 
um, and someone else and I, and we just talked briefly about it. You know, it sucks obviously, but he's like, eh, you know, we we knew we never were. I mean, if your car isn't isn't there, it's not. That's what he said. Not he, much you can do. He said about he was it. pushing it as hard as he could. Yeah, when I, I talked mean, to him afterward. It was just. And yeah. I've been in that scenario before, right? Like I know how that goes. So, it's, so sometimes it's the driver can only do so much. What was the? I mean, okay, so I understand because Pato was driving a pretty much a road course car. I know they had you know they made the adjustments and things like that. But what was the difference between a guy like Charlie and Max? Is it just Charlie, or is it just like I mean, honestly, I mean they had both had speedway cars, and Charlie had an extra mile an hour. I am. I don't think I can answer that question fairly because I do not know. I've not. I've not seen data. I've not been involved with that team, so that it would be unfair for me to answer that question. You guys, man, this is the the rare this, the, the political Connor shows up every once in a while in, in, the, yes. in the podcast. Man, you could run for governor later. Because huh? in racing, there is always a, a problem, right? Always an excuse for something. Okay. Because realistically, there could be, and you know, who knows? Okay, all right. I will. Uh, I'm I'm scheduled to talk to Max this week, so I will ask him there that question go. myself, and we'll see what he says. Um, I don't. God, I felt like we didn't talk enough about Simon, but I think a lot of people. Enough people are talking about Simon winning that I don't think we have to so much. Do you want to get yeah. to Twitter questions? Yeah, I mean, I think we probably should. Fire away. I don't have too much more time. Go here. ahead. Fire away with some Twitter questions. I guess we've, we've answered a lot of these already, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Just if there's anything. That, yeah, it's like that first one looks like he's so, already been. Yeah, Andy Jones, 6704, has the conversations with U.S. Air Force and Andretti about possibly doing more races this year, next year's 500. The, the More races this year is tough because companies, um, well, groups like that, they set their budgets quite early. Um, so that it's, it's hard to dig up cash that isn't there. Um but next year's 500, obviously, they, they want to be involved again. I mean, they, they loved it. They, you know, they verbally, they want to be involved next year. Obviously, they have to look at it business-wise. So, who knows? Um, I can do, you, yeah, I got Brian Kelly yeah. at BKIU Flash. Did you, uh, Connor, do you think Rossi had uh, could have passed Pagano if he had five, ten more laps? They probably would have passed each other a couple more times. I think they would have passed each other a couple more times, but I, I don't know, man. I think, I, I, I think that was... I, well, what I think would have happened, if it was Rossi leading out of four, I think the Chevys had enough power to pass you by the start-finish line. Simon, so, Simon pretty much said, I was just making sure I had the yeah, timing there right. There was I no had way him. that he was going to not pass him because they just had so much more momentum than we did and so much more power. I mean, not more. I mean, Honda did an awesome job. They bridged an incredible gap, and it was a Honda versus Chevy for the win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's, that's pure competition. Um, well, you had two Hondas in the top know, three with Sato. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were you know running in there, you know. So so they they did a great job fuel mileage wise as well. Yeah, Dixon was making it work up until that red. But when it you know, but there's no arguing when you know, when it came to pure pure performance in in max you know max power mode everything all that stuff. Yeah, you know we had we were just slightly down a little just bit. a little deficit. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, I, I read you the Will Buxton thing. I yep. thought it was a nice pick me up for you. Hopefully, yeah. Right, Nikki Davy at M N M Yellow Bug. Says, what do you think has been the biggest or hardest lesson you've learned this year from not having a full time indie car ride? Well, I've not had a full time indie car ride before. You know what I mean. Um, so I'm used to this stuff. Um, there, there's not really. I mean, honestly, there's not much else to to learn about not having a drive. I know why I don't have a drive. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. But it's. But you know, it, there's 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 only so much you can observe from the outside, and now obviously I would like to observe more from the inside. Um, since, you know, me and the team at, at Andretti, we all work together very closely. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe now that they know how I work, maybe we can all work together more. Yeah. Things change a little bit. Forward. Yeah. So, okay. you know, they've seen how I've operated. They've seen how we've developed the car and realistically, you know, at the end of the month, it was, you know, 
Veach and Veach and and Marco went to my setup to try and figure out how to you know how to work with that and and that's what teammates are for right? right we're all working on something and we all you know I used stuff from Zach's setup you know we tried stuff from Marco and Ryan's setup we tried all these things and that's really cool um so so yeah I I I, I don't know what else I'm going to learn um yet but there's always something to be learned for sure every day and you're expected to you're expecting to be i know you're driving the two-seater at detroit and iowa but you're expecting to be with andretti the remainder of the season just i mean traveling to the races yeah i mean yeah as far as i know i mean contractually you know i'm still going to go to all the races with them and and try and help out and be a part of it and and now now that we have done the 500 you know we're a bit more of a relevant um a relevant entity in the team no but you'll be around that's all i mean i mean i know you're going to be around anyway but i i think uh i don't know like you said maybe maybe being around these guys, changing some yeah. opinions. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it seems like it could only help. All right, yeah. Sequential Racer at Sequential Racer says, Connor, what was your favorite and least favorite moment of this year's 500? I bet I can guess your least favorite moment. It's probably the restart. Yeah, just the, the whole the whole way it ended, it was such an anticlimactic, just stupid, stupid situation. Um, favorite moment? Favorite moment, though. I mean, probably the restart where I don't know how many cars I passed, but I passed a lot uh, and nearly crashed at the same time. Um, or just, or finally just passing Bourdais and running, just tucking up right behind Ed Carpenter and Pagano and Joseph. And at one point it was like Joseph. And then it was me. And I was like, ah, good old Joseph. Here we are. My old pal from many, many years ago. And did you guys talk about it this afternoon? No, I haven't talked to, I haven't talked to Joseph about it at all, but, um, you know, he's, he's obviously close to winning that race as well. So it was, it was, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to be able to, you know, hang with those guys and. I have a lot of respect for them. Certainly Ed as well. Obviously Ed's a one, you know, uh, an Indy 500 legend who has come so close so many years. So he was you, pretty, you he was know, pretty he's, upset. you know, he's very good up there, which is cool. He was like you though. He finished sixth and was about as upset as you could get. Oh yeah. yeah. Sixth. And, and I get that. I trust me. I can get that. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to Joseph Hall at J Hall one fourteen fifty five. Um, just how much did you learn behind, running learn running behind Rossi most of the race? And then just a comment. I thought you remembered what JPM told you a few years ago. You were patient Sunday, but calculated. Well, thank you. Um, you know, Rossi, I mean, he was just, I, I think his his car, we knew his car had a lot of speed, like just raw speed. Um, we could tell that ever since, you know, you know when your car has speed at Indy. Like you just, you know that. Um, it just naturally does things well. Um, but you know, I also know the way he likes to run his setup now and, and it is, it is tough. I I cannot run a car the way he does. Uh, I just, it doesn't, just doesn't work for me. Um, but, uh, but, but we, you know, we both go about getting our setups and getting the feel out of our cars different ways, but we end up running, you know, nose to tail. So like, you know, his car, I think, um, it was hard work. It was very hard. I don't know if you saw him adjusting his tools and doing stuff. Yeah, we got traffic. A of, I mean, yeah, the guy's working hard. I was not. I did not have as much activity on my tools. I'd say I had a little bit. Okay, like about half as much as activity, but I was still working at it. So you were pretty, but you were pretty happy from the from the get go. But the car was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. So you know, so I, I think you know, I just learned from him that you have to. I mean, you have to make every inch of the track work at all times, and I mean it's you know there's no settling into anything i mean he was always in full attack mode and and you know easier to make mistakes that way yeah but, but when you're that good you know or when you're you know when you're at that level fighting at the front that is one thing i learned i think i think when you're fighting at the front 
you know, there are a couple laps in the race. There are a lot of moments where you're like, oh, shoot, I got a little bit loose or, oh, it's a little, it's a little slippery here. When I was doing that stint, I was like literally on the edge the whole time. And you're just, you're, you're, you're hoping the car sticks. You're hoping you, when you turn in, the front's going to stick or else you get a big push and you get to the wall. And so like, I think there's more of that going on at the front than, than I've experienced before. Um, and Alex, I think is a prime example of like, just no remorse, no, no stopping, no, nothing, no, no taking it easy at all. Certainly there at the end. Um, and, and and you know it paid off like he was prepared i think to crash trying to win that race See, that's like, what, i think he was prepared to do that i talked to marco andretti before the year and he was saying he thinks some of the younger guys like alex and he mentioned just have that mentality maybe more than some of the older guys of just wanting to live oh being okay with living on the edge and being oh, yeah, okay yeah, with yeah, crashing yeah, and yeah. and having to be marco having to kind of teach himself a little bit more of that i don't know if i'm saying oh, it yeah, quite yeah. right but i don't know if that's i don't know do you do you, do you feel like can you teach yourself that though can oh, you i mean i know that's how i live but I mean, I, but what I was saying, is that innate also, or do you teach yourself that kind of thing? Well, see, the thing is, is if I had a full time ride with anybody at all sport, I think you'd have a little bit more of that. But I, I don't, I had to finish that race no matter what. Right. Like there, okay. for me, I have to think about it differently. Okay. And I mean, yes, I was on the edge and I was, I was going for it. Could there have been a, maybe a little bit more? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But I'm certainly not going to say I was literally prepared to go out there and crash because then I would put myself in a really bad spot. Right. You know what I mean? So, so okay. yeah, I, it's a different mentality for sure. Like that guy, he only wants to win this race and be a champion in this sport. And he's already an Indy 500 champion. So he's probably pretty secure on, on the job front for a very long time. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's a different, it's a little bit different. He said, I mean, we talked to him afterward. He said pretty much like the, the further away he gets from the win, the more, the more he wants it. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And I, I mean, I, and I think that's probably true. Yeah. Um, all right, Alexander Mack at the corner three. Alex says, how much communication do teams drivers actually have with IndyCar officials during the race? And then Rossi and his spotter had a few incidents where they were trying to reach officials but wondering what actually happens in those scenarios. You know what? I, you don't talk to them. I, mean, I don't talk to them. I don't even know. Um, anytime you want to talk to them, it's probably for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really anything. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not really sure on that. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think teams have a lot of communication with. I think they're taking orders from race. They're control, taking orders from race. Control, but I don't think there's a lot of like yelling at them. I think it's all no. that usually happens after the race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Josette Torres at Josette Torres says, "How was the snake pit?" And tell him thanks for hipping me to Chris Lake. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is either. Chris Lake is great, awesome man. Snake pit was awesome. The stage this year I thought was really cool. Crowd was all into it. Everyone was pumped. Everyone's super actually really nice to me when they come there because like. I think they know that. I think a lot of host people know that I I will be there at yeah. some point, and it's pretty cool. Like everyone gets pumped about it. We're high fiving people running <laughs> across the front of the stage. You know, it's it was pretty fun. I mean, it's such a great event. I, I wish more drivers would go over there, but I actually sort of like. I also don't wish it because it's I kind sort of your like thing. That it's yeah. my thing. Yeah. How, how how long do you stay? Eighteen minutes max. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Literally, you, that's it. I mean, I saw you. You can. What do you do? You pump up the crowd. I, I mean, I said I'm. Go, doing I basically go up stuff. there for the for the next DJ that's up and like. You know, try and pump up the crowd, get everyone pumped, and then get the guys to sign my helmet because I have all the artists on the back of my helmet. So cool. I only got Chris Lake and Elenium to sign it this year because Skrillex was sleeping and Alesso was sleeping. <laughs> so, oh well. Are you a big? You're a big EDM guy. Oh yeah, I mean I love that stuff. I, that's it was amazing. That's, that's one of my favorite parts of the morning. So really? I'm over there, yeah. Just. I mean, uh, you do a lot of that outside of racing, though. You go to try to. shows. Okay, I try to. Yeah, I'm just trying to learn yeah. a little bit more about Connor Daly. That's all. <laughs> all right, Lisa, Lisa Hoagland at Lisa Hoagland. Ask Connor what the biggest takeaway from his experience of this May. I mean, you were asking Lisa. I don't have to ask him. It's right there. Would he drive full time for any team, 
or to be more particular of having the Andretti Autosport experience. But we kind of talked about that. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, obviously, if you had your choice, it's just hard. It's hard to say that. I mean, I obviously would like to be full time again, but I don't want to. You know, I I don't want to be in a bad spot because I've already been there. Um, But if someone's if if the only reason I would go to a newer team or something like that. Is like is if it was like McLaren or like someone that would like really yeah they have say, hey Connor here's a three year contract yeah you know and has I mean? the That's resources the only, to support you. only yeah. way I would want to do it <laughs> anyone signing you to a one year contract is essentially useless it's like. Unless you go out there and win immediately, but like we've seen, that's hard. That's not it's easy. To nearly do impossible with, with yeah. teams that are you know fresh. So, um, so yeah. So I, I I don't know. I mean, I I really just want to try and put something together with Andretti. I mean, Andretti is they're full, sadly. Um, but uh, but yeah. I mean, there there's ways to work around things. I'm sure there's you know they've obviously got a great partnership with Harding Steinbrenner Racing, and yep. you know they could potentially have the you know the the um, you know the means to run another car in the future. But we obviously don't know that. Um, so so yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I, right now, just trying to work on the future. I mean, I'm only fresh two days out of the 500 and yeah, still sore still don't know what's going to go on you know <laughs> yeah. trying to talk to more and more partners but uh the, you know the, the year is still there's still a long way to go in the year and, and we'll see what happens well do you feel like you've improved the relationships or made more relationships at entry autosport than you had i don't know i mean you know you already yeah, knew i mean i like all those i mean they have such great partners the, the guys at napa u.s concrete i mean um you know guess the biogas guys capstone Tur- i mean those guys they're all such Game, I mean, Zach sponsored Gamebridge. I mean, they're all great people. I mean, just such such huge race supporters and 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 fans as well, which is so important. And I can understand why they're there, and I can understand why they're they're taking benefit from it. You know yep. what I mean? And so many of their partners have been so nice to me. Um, and and you know, I, I was an outsider coming in. You know what I mean? And I and I love working with those guys. I mean, to have all their logos, you know, on my suit as well and car is very very important, very cool. Um, you know, so, so who knows? I, I would love, you know, I'd love to be a part of that team or at least be able to help them in any way because they, you know, they get so much support from all their, you know, all their partners. Karmic fast at hashtag get well Wiccans or at karmic fast one weirdest thing you witnessed at the 500 this year. Uh, I don't, I do not know that. That is an interesting question. I do not know. Do you want to think about it for a little while? We can come back. Um, was it McLaren getting bumped? Weirdest no, thing I witnessed was McLaren getting bumped. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. It's pretty weird. Have yeah. you, uh, is, that is my... and Colton Herter breaking down was weird. I yeah. was like, man, that is wild. I could not believe that. Well, I thought him and Alex hit each other at first. That, oh, really? Yeah, I thought that was it. Because when I saw it. Oh, you could yeah, see I, it, it from the. Like Alex and Colton, like, next to each other. I was like, oh, did they? Did they? I thought he cut a tire. I thought, like, someone cut a tire. Okay. But, yeah. Turned out to be a gearbox. I don't know if you saw yeah, that later see, or Yeah, not. something like that. But, uh, from, well, yeah, here's the question from at Jim Aiello, sitting right next to you. Um, have you talked to Fernando since he went home? No, I have not. Is he doing okay? I don't know. I assume he's fine. I assume he's sitting on many years of fortune and wealth and a museum full of race cars that he has no need to worry about his future because the guy is one of the best drivers in the world, arguably. So okay. I'm sure he's fine. What I'll say about McLaren, by the way, I just want to get this out there. I think if you're going to come back, because I don't think this is a taste you can leave in anybody's mouth. Got to come back. Come back and do it and do it right. Do it full time. Yeah. And do it with me. And do it with Connor. <laughs> Okay. Employ me because I think we can work on something. <laughs> I didn't write that, but there you go. That works too. Uh, we got we can we can do good things together, McLaren. Kenny C at Zoom Man Kenny's. Nice job at the top ten. 
You think Twitch or esports would be willing to sponsor you for your, one of your future rides? I think you do a great job of engaging younger audiences. I don't think they would be willing to do that because it's very out of their out of their realm of uh, money. I mean, like for for them, their business is successful and it's only growing, and they don't need to market essentially. Um, but you never know. I mean, I would love to work with Twitch on like doing something that would be immersive for our fan base. Um, and they certainly have the, the capital and, and the community to be able to do that. But, um, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I've spoken to the right person in that whole, um, area yet. So we'll see. I mean, that's, that's still a work in progress. All right. Jeff Zerzinski at Jeff Zerzinski, uh, just wanted to know if you got an explanation on, uh, why Sada was placed in front of you. So, I mean, see earlier in the podcast for that explanation. Yeah. Ryan Terpstra at uh, TRC Terpstra. Was Sada in the pits when the yellow came out? Is that how he gained track position? So, yes. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Okay. Which is still unbelievable. <laughs> I look at it. I, I, it makes my brain actually hurt. All right, we're moving to Tylenol. <laughs> Jay Klee, 1130. As someone who spent time in high-end simulators and actual race cars, how do they compare What's different? What's similar about them? Pfft, nothing can compare to it. It's just, it's impossible at Indy for sure. I mean, I did a whole day on the simulator at Honda and it was good to feel some things. And we actually got some, you know, we got some fairly relevant, um, fairly relevant data and, and setup information, but you cannot feel the right rear of the car in a simulator. Like even if it's moving, even if it's, you cannot feel the car sitting into the track. You cannot feel your, your, your entire lower half of your body accepting what the track is doing. It's just impossible. I, I don't, I, I don't see that being able to be simulated for many years, okay. but it's they're good. The simulators are good enough now to where you can make some adjustments and you can feel it, but it, it's still, you know, it's still going to be tough before you can actually simulate real life. Okay. I, I, I <laughs> you know, who was a guy who was just like Graham Rahal is like hated simulators before. Yeah. And he, he said this last year, he's come around a little bit. Yeah. He said, it's a little bit yeah, better. I mean, they're helpful. Yeah. We, we, there were some stuff we tried literally for carb day that we, I liked on the simulator. And I was like, man, I think we can make this work. Like if I had another two days of testing, I think we could have made something work setup wise. But we just but we just ran out of time. Well, just if you guys got that time on Sunday, would that have been that much help more helpful? For it you? would have been helpful, I think. But you know, it won't. I mean, Mother Nature yeah. had. I Mother's mean, you guys, old Mother Nature. Hey, you and I were talking right before. I don't think I didn't think we were gonna get the fast nine in that day. Yeah, and I know, it, I know. it did. So I'm glad we did. All right, Dan Kincaid at Dan Kincaid ninety one. Thoughts on the Seb Ray Hall incident? Anything you added? Anything you well, want to add that you didn't say? I mean, I just I saw it happening. I I had actually timed to try and get a run to pass them both, like and go three wide. Um, and then I realized that it was going south really quick because what happened was is there also had a, a car had just come out of the pits as well. I think it was Dixon had just come out of the pits. Okay. So like not only or someone had to come out of the pits or someone was slowing up a little bit in one and two. Yeah, I can't. And I know you were talking about. And it was not it good. Um, it was a bad thing. And I was like, all right, here we go. This is going to be one of those triple big runs. And so I was trying to time a run, but I got a little bit of understeer out of two, and I saw them move down, try and block, and. And as soon as Graham pulled out, it was the type of pull-out move where you know that he's going to go for it. Yeah. And I was like, he's really committed. But Seb, but Seb didn't know. I oh, I don't think so. But but when as a, as someone who has been participating in this event, I like I, <laughs> when Graham makes that move, there he's not backing out of you it. You just mean it was Graham so late. specifically. Well, it was and it was so late into three that it's like he had momentum, he had room because there was still a lane there. 
but when you pull out, you try and get real close again. So like, I don't know if it's a side draft thing or something, but when, when they got close, they were both making moves. So they went boom like this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yikes. This is not good. And <laughs> and obviously, Seb just kept turning. Yeah. And there's no way you're saving that. So I was like, I just, I, I could see it coming for sure as okay. soon as they touch tires because then everyone's angry and everyone's, not, I mean, it's just, but it's hard to say because again, track position is so important and and honestly if that didn't happen my race would have looked very very different i don't think we would have been in a good spot towards the end because oh, okay. it was going to be hard to pass those guys honestly okay. i don't think i could have passed graham again and you just didn't or, have time or again because there just wasn't enough time yeah and it's just hard even if you so, had a better car than them you just yeah i just yeah. I, it would have been hard so okay. you know you never know but um but yeah that was just one of those incidents where it was just like just two really aggressive people trying to trying to you know Bourdais was just about surviving i think he knew he didn't have the fastest car yeah and he he knew that if he got passed he was never gonna pass anyone so so he had to stay in front and graham had obviously been coming from the back right. and so he was on a heater and he was trying to make a good day and and yeah that was just tough if you're seb if you're if, literally if you are sebastian Bourdais, are you getting out of that car and apologizing to graham rahal or what, what's your oh or, I, or, I don't want to put myself in that mental spot <laughs> i don't know of, of sebastian Bourdais. yeah just or just having to be <laughs> dealing with that whole program Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw the replay, but Graham was yelling at him. Oh, yeah. I love that. Before the crash even finished, he was screaming at him. I I do respect that. And got out of the car. And start throwing fists for sure. I thought he was going to hit him at first, and then he didn't. I do like that. I think that's, we need more of that. Graham's got some heat. I agree. I like the emotion. Get some heat out there. A couple more questions, and we'll let you go here. Uh, Michael Picar at Michael Picar. Sorry. Oh, has he been able to have, Connor, have you been able to watch the broadcast and thoughts on the coverage? If so, you know what? I I have not. I've heard good things. Obviously, the ratings were tremendous, which is awesome. 15% bump, if you haven't heard um, yet. Love the news on the ratings. I think that was great. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't really been able to watch all of it. So I, I watched it from the bar at Kilroy's like on, on Sunday night. Uh, but it was only like 25 laps of it. You weren't drinking alone, so, were you, that night? Or you just, no. no, I was not drinking alone. <laughs> um, so I, I did see see that it looked cool. Okay. Um, well, and, you've seen other I, races, though. I mean, how's that? I love the graphics. I okay. thought the graphics look neat. Um, and I obviously know that, you know, those, I mean, Paul Townsend and, and Lee, they do a great job. I think they do a tremendous job. So. Okay. I will watch it though. This is the first 500 I actually do want to watch. Really, you're gonna there's gonna I, be a time you're gonna. Go I don't back even and- think I watched last year's race fully, and any year before I just because I hated the results. So like, I think this year I will watch though. Okay, I will watch it. I get, you can see you can then come back and tell us how much coverage you think you got. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably I, got no coverage. I think you the Air Force get, were already happy. They're like, "Oh yeah, we love the coverage. We love some." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." Maybe you got some, something. but it's so hard for me to. I don't know. I was so annoying. Doing trying to stuff. fight in the top five all day, you might probably not get any coverage. Ah. Well, I'll ask you next week. It's all right. We'll see. Last question. Um, this is more of a. I don't know. Mark B seventy at seventies rock or rock best. I read that wrong. Yep. He answers. He sends us questions every week. So thank you, Connor. How did it feel to know you were climbing the standings in the last fifty laps? Demands for the time of the driver. Oh yeah. All right. What's that? He's got four here. So. Yep. That's all right. Go ahead. So how did it feel to know you were climbing in the standings the last fifty laps? You know, it falling, was cool. There were a couple moments where you know during the race I got this little tingling feeling down the back of my spine where it was pretty. You know, it was like, hey, this is. Uh, I feel like we're in a good spot here. My spotters were doing a great job, and they were like, hey. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like we're we're moving here, so I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, but you know, you always want to go further forward. So that that's what we were just trying to do. We were trying to figure out how do we how do we keep moving this show um, towards the front, and and we were trying. 
All right, last question from him is just essentially that the demands of the driver in the month of May seem to be incredibly incredible, both in and out of the car. What's your schedule, and how do you stay on top of it everywhere that you need to be? You have a you had a special Andretti calendar that was helping you manage all that. Yeah, no, you know what? It is it is hard, and honestly, this month I I did actually feel like I was I was overwhelmed um, <laughs> because I did I don't have anyone helping me. You know what I mean? I don't have anyone there. Uh, you know, I don't have an assistant like, like Alex does or, 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 you know, some of the, you know, the Andretti PR team and that, you know, they got a lot of girls and guys working there, Yeah, but they're, you know, they have their drivers. I think they have, they're, they're, they're more focused right on, 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 on those programs. And I, and I did get a lot of help, but there were a lot of times where I felt like I was trying to take on too much myself because, you know, I'm trying to make sure my guests are here or people are doing yeah. this or how do we get there? And then I would forget, Hey, I need hero cards for this, but not for that. And I didn't have those. So, you know, it was just, it was, it was hard to be able to manage that all yourself because I also wanted to be in the engineering office the whole time. Right. I wanted to be there working with my engineer. And then, you know, you sit there from six to eight thirty PM on practice days and you're like, well, I didn't need anything. And then, you know, carb day and race day, carb day, I didn't need anything all day. I had no, did not have time for food. I went was nonstop from 8 a.m. to to 8 p.m. essentially, and I didn't eat anything. I was like, I got to dinner with the Air Force on Carb Day night. I was like, I am I am so hungry. Like I, I need to be eating something. Yeah. And but it's like, I just I, it's just it, there is so much that you have to do. Um, and and honestly, there were a lot of times this month where I had to like leave people that were asking me for autographs, and I I feel really bad, but like. I literally had to go. Like I had to get to places and I have to eat or I had to yeah. do something. And even at the banquet last night, I felt bad because after it was 10, 15 PM and I'm like, I'm just, I want to sleep so bad. Like I'm so tired. I'm drained. Like I just, I just want to get home. I'm, I'm dressed up and I hate being dressed up. I'm like, <laughs> and I took pictures with everyone that I could, but I, and at the end I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just so tired. Like I, I have, I, I, I just, I really just want to get out of here. I'm so sorry. And I feel bad having to do that, like to at least like one or two people, because like you immediately seem like you know you probably get go home and get told about your stories about how Connor's a douche. But like I was like I was just I'm you're so drained after so many. I mean you're literally working all the time, and yeah. I don't think people think that, but like it's just it's 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 a lot. And you know at some point like my body was just like you'd be just shutting down yeah. at the end of the day. You're just like I'm I'm dead. Like that's it. So it, it's a lot. But in the end, you know, by the time race day came, I felt very ready to go. Okay. Uh, you know, physically ready, uh, all of the above. Um, you know, I was dead after the race, and I'm still very, very sore now. But, uh, you know, I did feel ready and prepared, and, and, and that's that's all you can ask for. Okay. Well, I guess that's all the questions we have. Yeah. So that's uh, good, and I know you got to get going, so we'll let you get out of here. But, uh, no, I think I said it. IndyCar Weekly uh, fans and, and myself are Thank you all. proud of you for the for the 10th place run. I think uh, I, know you, I know it could have been better. <laughs> but I think it was a um, we gave it a good try. I appreciate all the support and the people who came up this month and said that they enjoyed the podcast. That that means a lot to Jim. It means a lot to Jim and me. Obviously. <laughs> okay, good. I was gonna say, I hope yeah. it means a little something it's to you. It's big, big for Jim. Did we do we still have our sponsor or no? Let's not talk about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I can't even keep a sponsor for a podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about it. There all is right. some. It's still. I don't. I don't want to talk about well, it. Well, if you want to sponsor the podcast. Send DMs to Jim Iello. <laughs> man, now you gonna make? I was having a good day. That's all right. Oh man, this was supposed to be a good fun end of the podcast, but I guess I'll see you in Detroit. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it. All right, thanks, guys.